trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Please contact your account representative for more information on these risks. Past performance is not indicative of future results. If you like grain markets and other stuff, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Grain Markets and Other Stuff Podcast. Here's your host, Joe Baklovic. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Grain Markets and Other Stuff Podcast. Thank you for joining me. I'm happy to report that I have hit the 100,000 download mark. Uh, I started this podcast in January, and since January, I've had a total of 100,000 downloads um, as of last night. So thank you to everybody who has listened. Uh, continue to listen. I hope to build on that. I'll update you on the statistics when I hit a million. It may be a while, but I'm optimistic. So uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. If you have not subscribed, whichever podcast app you use, go on it, hit that subscribe button so you're made aware when new content is available. Um, and leave me a review if, if you haven't already. I really appreciate everybody who has left a review. Um, thank you. Uh, down here in Tennessee, it is hot. Uh, we were just made aware yesterday that our kids will only be going back to school two days a week and they will be learning online three days a week. Uh, they expect my five-year-old to sit in front of a computer for six or seven hours a day, I guess, three days a week. So um, I don't I don't like that. I'm not a fan of that, but that's the world that we live in. Um, I was conned in to coaching T-ball uh, this fall. We have a fall league and uh, I am the head coach of the Cardinals. And, uh, I'm thankful that they gave me the Cardinals and not the Cubs. If they would have given me the Cubs and I would have had to have worn the Cubs hat, I, th- I think I would have quit immediately. I just, I couldn't bring myself to, to wear that Cubs hat. Um, as some of you know, I grew up on the South side of Chicago. I'm a White Sox fan. I do not like the Cubs. I do not like that blue color. Um, doesn't work for me. So I'm happy, uh, that I got the Cardinals. That's a little bit better. Uh, would I, would I have loved to have had the White Sox? Absolutely. Um, can I handle the Cardinals? Yeah, I can handle the Cardinals. So, uh, T-ball practice starts, uh, next week. I'm pretty, I'm, I'm excited for it. I like, I like working with the kids. I don't like working with the parents. Uh, we had some issues with parents and fighting and name calling last year. Uh, I'm hoping none of that goes down. Anyways, <laughs> I wanted to talk about the corn market and, uh, the potential for a contra seasonal year in the corn market. And, and I'll get a little bit into what contra seasonal means exactly. But first I want to talk about 2020 and, and what's happened to this point in the corn market. And, and to do that, we've got to go back to the end of 2019. The last trading day of 2019, spot month corn futures settled at $3.90, uh, much better prices than what we have currently. And what happened in 2019? You know, we had a, a difficult growing season. Um, we had uh, planting problems. Uh, we had a light yield. Uh, so we, we really came into the year with a little bit better looking situation than what we've got going on right now because of that. Um, during the month of January, this past January 2020, December 2020 corn futures, which are at $3.39 today, they traded above $4 uh, several times in the month of January earlier this year. So um, we've had some some decent prices to work with, or we did several months back. And then, you know the story, uh, coronavirus hits in the United States, people stop driving, Therefore, demand for ethanol falls off a cliff and we lose hundreds of millions of bushels worth of demand uh, via the ethanol industry in a very, very short period of time. And that, in my opinion, is 
still the the corn market's biggest problem, even though we've seen a big recovery in the ethanol situation. Um, you know, also along with that virus, corn exports suffered. Uh, feed demand was not as great as as what some people thought it could have been. So we really just had a very very bad year. Now seasonally, seasonally in the corn market, on average, normally when you combine all the last say 30 years and you and you put them into a chart you usually see some strength in the corn market during the first half of the year. You know, you'll rally a lot of times or, or at least maintain kind of a sideways trade um, in that January, February, March timeframe. And then very oftentimes you'll see some sort of rally in the spring or, or in the summer. Uh, we really didn't see any of that this year. As a matter of fact, we saw a very sharp sell-off in that February, March, April timeframe and uh, never really got our seasonal rally, which begs the question, this has been a contra-seasonal year so far, so what's to say that the second half of the year couldn't also be contra-seasonal in nature? Um, so typically what happens seasonally in the second half of the year, um, in, in what I would call a normal year, is that you know you might see some sort of little weather rally during the summer or spring, like, like we just saw in the corn market, and it was very, very brief and short-lived. I mean, it was six business days for the most part. Um, you'll get that, and then you find out that the crop's going to be normal-ish. And you sell off into harvest. That would be that would be normal. And you'll see a lot of price weakness during the second half of the year. My question is, we saw our biggest sell-off in all likelihood in the, in the corn market during the first half of the year because of, of the coronavirus, because of the ethanol situation, because we lost so much demand. What is to say that we couldn't also see a contra-seasonal second half of the year? That's that's the the point that I want to bring up here. And and the the question that I'm interested, and I don't have the answer for it, but I'm going to tell you a few things about what's happened in recent years. In recent years, the corn market has led you to believe that it cannot rally in the second half of the year, because if you look at all of our most recent years, 2019, 2018, 2017, 2016, 2015, 2014, 2013, even 2012, um, you saw spring and summer rallies and then sell-offs into the into harvest and into the second half of the year. So this market has trained you to believe that it cannot rally during harvest or during the month of August even, or later in the year. And that's really not the case. Um, There are plenty of instances, you just have to go back a little bit further in time, in which we've seen late season rallies or contra-seasonal rallies. And again, we saw a contra-seasonal First half of the year, I would argue, certainly. Um, We saw all of that weakness during the spring, which is not normal from a seasonal standpoint. So my question is, could we have a rally in the second half of the year? Is is it possible? And the years that I think need to be examined here would be three years um, that go back before that first set of years that I told you about. 2011, 2010, and 2009 were all very interesting kind of contra-seasonal years in the corn market. When you pull up a December 2011 corn chart, it was kind of actually seasonal the first half and that we built some premium into the market. We then saw a sell-off into the, say, 4th of July. And then what happened was this very strange, odd rally in, in the December 2011 corn futures that ran through a lot of July and really accelerated into August. And the market, uh, December corn, posted its high for the year on August 29th in 2011. So right there is some precedent for you. 2011 was a year in which the corn market rallied through the month of August, which, you know, you look at the last several years, 
that's not anything that we've seen. And, and the market's kind of trained you, I think, to, to believe that that's not possible, but it is very much possible. Uh, the December 2011 corn chart is a great example of it. December 2010 corn, I'm going to pull up this chart right now and look at it. In December 2010, that that chart, we almost had a year kind of like we're having this year. Um, we started off with some good prices in January. We were in the four. I mean, the prices don't matter a whole lot as, as much as the trend, in my opinion. But we started off in the 440s in Dees Corn. And then by the end of June, we were down to, into the 340s. So we lost a buck during the first half of the year. And you never really had your your uh, weather rally into through the month of June. And then we bottomed in June on June 29th, which was probably right around first notice day for those July futures, right around when those basis contracts have to be delivered. I've, I've talked extensively about basis contracts and their impact on the marketplace in this podcast. So go back and listen to some of those old episodes if you want to know more about that. But in 2010, the December corn futures contract bottomed at three dollars and I think three forty four or three forty three on June 29th, and it uh, it did nothing but rally through July, accelerated in August. The rally accelerated further in September. The market peaked on November 9th in 2010. That's when December corn topped at five dollars and seventy six cents. Now, do I think that a rally of that sort of of proportion is possible this year? Not necessarily, no. But you rallied from similar price levels. I mean, end of June 2010, we were $3.44 and we topped at $5.67. That's pretty crazy. And I know that those were different, those were different times. And and is is a $2 rally in the corn market possible right now? Most people would say no. I never say anything's impossible, but um that's a year where things in the second half of the calendar year were very much contra-seasonal in nature. 2009 uh, is another year that uh, we had kind of a strange rally. And the first half of 2009 was not totally abnormal. We did see a little weather spike into early June, uh, May into June. We saw some strength. And then we saw a big sell-off. And the sell-off ran from really that, that late June up until September. And then you had a rally into harvest in 2009. We rallied from uh, September 8th. We bottomed at $3.08. And you saw a peak um, above $4.00. On, uh, we topped at 413 on October 23rd. So we rallied into harvest and, and really through harvest um, in 2009. So right there, 2011, 2010, and 2009 are three great examples of contra-seasonal years in the corn market, um, contra-seasonal second halves to be uh, uh, more specific. So is it possible this year? Yeah, it's definitely possible. Now, you probably need some sort of catalyst, um, whether it be a lighter than expected corn yield or maybe this demand from China continues. I I don't know what the reason's going to be. I think that maybe on a separate tangent here for a second, I think farmers and, and people, traders in general, mar- observers of this market, I think we get wrapped up in the why a little bit too much especially on rallies. It's, it seems like people are always interested in the why when the corn market rallies to its best levels of the year, or we get a bull market. Why, 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 why? And, and as far as, as grain marketing is concerned, I mean, that's like the definition of looking a gift horse in the mouth. Why is the market rallying? Uh, my answer would be, why do you care? You should only care about the dollar signs. I mean, whether it's, whether it's, 
assume, let's assume for one second, and this is not a fact by any means, let's assume we see a, a, a rally in the second half of the year and, and you get back to profitable levels. Don't be overly concerned with the why. Be more concerned with your break-evens, your cost of production, your spreadsheets, your revenues. Are you making money? If we get back to levels this year where you're making money, don't don't be asking yourself why. Don't look that gift horse in the mouth and, and see if there's anything wrong with it. Um, you've got to take it and run. But yeah, there there is precedent, everybody. There's precedent for a rally in the second half of the year. There have been contra-seasonal years. We just haven't seen them a whole lot recently. There have been years where where we have seen the corn market rally into the second half. Um, some years, they it starts earlier. Some of those contra-seasonal years, it starts later. That 2009, we didn't really get going until September, but it is not unprecedented for any means. So don't look back at the last seven or eight years and say, oh, you know, that my recent memory tells me that we cannot rally in the second half of the year. Um, we can, and it's happened before. So keep that in mind. Um, if you'd like copies of those corn charts from 2011, 2010, 2009, uh, just shoot me an email to info at standardgrain.com. I'll send them to you. I may actually post these on Twitter too, um, just to kind of show people an example. I, I may do that. Um, if you have questions for me about this conversation, uh, shoot me an email to info at standardgrain.com. Remember, if you are somebody who is seeking some assistance with your grain marketing, um, you should you should very seriously consider a subscription uh, to my newsletter and my marketing service. It's it's a very simplified approach. Um, basically, what I do is, is I have a newsletter that goes out every morning. It's an email. There's a text message service that goes along with it. You sign up for 49 bucks a month. You can cancel it at any time. I'm going to let you know when I'm making sales and how I'm doing it. I, I'm not recommending much at all with, with options. Um, you don't need to be a futures or options trader by any means. Um, you can just be a person who only makes cash sales and uh, follow my advice. And uh, hopefully it would help you out a little bit. And and uh, I, I would certainly love to help you out. So check out that service. If you have questions about it, just email me, call me, uh, whatever works for you. Hope everyone has a great day. Uh, we'll catch you next time. song